Hello, friends. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Access Potential Podcast. This is John Marsh, and today on the show, I've got a guest who is over in Western Australia, just outside of Perth. His name is Mel O'Neill King, and Mel owns, he's a co-owner of a business, a gym uh, called Athlete X, and I was really resonating with a lot of Mel's content he was putting out, so I reached out and connected with him. Turns out we know a lot of the same people, which was really cool. We talk a little bit about that in the episode. And overall in this conversation, we cover his journey as a business owner, how he got into owning the gym, his passion for design, uh, his commitment to spreading kindness, both in the gym and beyond, which is really cool. Uh, we talk a little bit about mental health. We go over some of Mel's favorite books at the moment and cover a bunch of other cool stuff as well. So I hope you enjoy it. There's a lot of good stuff in here. It was a great conversation. I uh, really appreciated his time jumping into this one. So without further ado, let's get stuck in. Thank you so much for listening. This is John Marsh and we're on the Access Potential Podcast. I'd love to, you know, I've, I've looked at is, is sort of as much as I kind of can, like not being kind of weird stalker, but, you know, look through, <laughs> look through a little bit of your work and, or the yep. website and, and obviously been watching the move and stuff. And, yep. um, I talk about this concept of, uh, resonance and, and kind of picking up people's frequency, kind of like story, but also, you know, I don't really know your story, but there's definitely a, an energy or a frequency that I really liked. And so I thank you for uh, creating the time to sit down and I, I look forward to hearing more about that. Um, maybe just take us like back to where it comes up for you. Like, how'd you get into what you're doing and where, where are you? What do you do? And how did you yeah. kind of get to this point? Yeah, cool. So I opened the gym in 2016 um, and then my current business partner came on board um, at the start of 2017. So it's been like uh, four years in the making, which has been fun. Um, I didn't really have any business experience at all. I've been a trainer for like uh, um, six years at that time. And at that time, I finished studying um, what was a diploma in building design. So I was about to go to uni to be an architect. Um, and I just finished a diploma in graphic design, hence the sort of love of all things looking nice, I guess, um, which hopefully you picked up on, which would be cool if you did. If not, all good. good. I was going to ask who is doing your graphics if someone knows what they're doing. So, yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I basically was like a little bit of a crossroads like in my life. I was like, I'm either going to go to uni and study to be an architect, which was a long-term plan of mine, or open a gym which was a very different plan um but the way i looked at it i was 25 or 26 and i was like if i do five years of the gym thing and it doesn't work um, i'm still only going to be 30 i'll go back to uni and uh sit at a desk and draw people's dream houses from there um i'm glad i did um the my fiance we, i'm getting married in two and a half weeks which is exciting um Congrats. i uh thank you my fiance at the time oh sorry she wasn't my fiance just my girlfriend but I kind of didn't really consult her, which looking back wasn't very uh, a great idea. But at the time, I was pretty gun ho and I was like, yeah, it'll work. So, yeah, opened the gym in 2016. And then four years down the line, we, uh, we've just moved into our second spot 
pretty big gym for uh, for two guys that kind of started just with we we signed three members in our first month um, and now we're well over 100 um, with goals to sort of move um, less into more and more adults and more on the youth side of things so um, the goal of the move was to allow us to expand that area of, of what we do as well we feel like that's a big missing piece in not just Perth but maybe like training in general yeah wow yeah. So, really so much to unpack so you're in the Perth Perth Central like Perth, like where are you guys situated so we're probably 15 to 20 minutes from the city um, and probably 10 to 15 minutes from Fremantle. So there's like the city and Fremantle are sort of like two hubs. One's like near the, near the beach, near the port, and the other one's like in the city, up the river, um, for those that don't know Perth. Um, and basically it's like in a big warehouse, right? Um, we get cheaper rent when we're out that way. Um, we get more room for the, the value that we have there. So that's why we sort of picked out in that area. Um, we could be in a, a sort of quote-unquote nicer area, but you're just, you're just going to pay for being in that nice area. Um, the type of gym we want to be is probably not the type that you're going to go for pure convenience anyway. Yeah. You're, probably dri you're driving past a few gyms to get to ours. Yeah. There's two kind of ways I want to go. One is, um, one is you're wearing a Choose Kind shirt, and I... Yeah. I really pick up this um, attention, awareness, and effort that you guys put in uh, at the top level, and then I guess at the community level as well with the work that you're doing around kindness and mental health. And I wanna talk about that. Um, I think maybe first, so I'm interested in, I think it's on your, on your guys' social media or on your, one of the accounts, and it's, it's something about you know, we're the gym for people who don't like gyms. And you just said just then that people um, drive past other, not competitors, but other gyms to get to yours. Talk yeah. to us a little bit about uh, your guys' business, like what you've created there, who's it for, what's it for, what's it about, like what's sort of the setup and what, what's, what's this little difference that I pick up or that you guys are, you know, that you're about. Yeah, I mean, the micro gym scene, I guess you'd call it, is they're all, they all have nuances that they're kind of like coffee shops, I suppose, in that most people have a favourite coffee shop or most people kind of have a gym that, that is their favourite gym. Um, and they're all slightly different. We might train similarly, but we, we have differences. Um, for us, the big piece and the choose kind sort of um, movement that that involves is really just about... Um, we'll go into the choose kind message separately, but the, our gym's sort of known, I guess, for that connection piece. Um, the two owners of the gym still teach on the floor quite a lot. Um, we have two employees as well, which coach on the floor a lot as well. Um, I suppose the difference being that we're very much that when you join, you become like a part of the family. And most people don't get that at a normal gym. Some bigger micro gyms as well. Maybe they don't feel that as well. Um, you know, I get, it's a, a text message kind of phone call situation versus a blanket email type. And like, as a business, I think that sort of is getting lost in the fact that everyone wants to be pretty big, which is great to have ambitions around those 
um, those things, whether it be monetary or um, even just volume of people in the door. Um, for us, we sort of sat down when we sort of first started and said, like, what do we want out of this? And it wasn't really that we wanted to have multiple sites and be the biggest gym in the world. We wanted to know every person that came in the gym, um, like down to what they do for work. Um, beyond that, who, how their kids are, if they have kids and their pets and things like that. Um, because that's what, when we go to gyms or we went to gyms, that's what we enjoyed. Um, so we wanted that to be the thing that, that we were known for. Um, because that's something that we do as people. Um, so we didn't have to put it on. We didn't have to like fake it or anything like that. Like when we become friends with people and these people join our gym, they'll naturally be in our thoughts. Um, and that goes from myself and Sam, my business partner, down to the two staff we have, um, Tari and Amy. Everyone does it in their own way. Um, I'm a phone call or like just rock up at your workplace kind of guy. Um, if I haven't seen you for a couple of weeks, I might just rock up to your workplace um, and see how you're going. But um, Elijah, our sort of head of programming, is very much like a texter. He'll text people constantly and, and that's what works for him. But ultimately, just connecting with people and making them feel like they're actually part of it um, is huge. And the choose kind message is something that was um, sort of formed a couple of years ago and that has been a a huge thing that we've become known for as well. Um, and the mental health side of things, I think it's maybe not spoken about too much. It's becoming more and more prevalent around. Um, but yeah, the more and more it can become spoken about and uh, brought up in scenarios, maybe what the aren't traditional scenarios. So in a gym, um, at work, at home even. Um, everyone's touched by it at some stage in their life. Um, to think that you won't be is sort of, uh, it's not going to happen, unfortunately, but the better, the better you are uh, prepared to deal with it, um, the better off you'll be. Um, and being a part of what we feel is like a gym like ours where, you know, you have people that maybe aren't in your full inner circle, but they're in your, like, your next circle. So say they're not your best friends. They're not people that you hang out with all the time but they might be someone you could have like an awkward conversation with because you're probably going to leave them after an hour. Um, so yeah, that's been a huge one for us integrating just that connection piece and being willing to like call people out if they haven't been to the gym for a while mm. and check in on them. Mm. Ultimately we are a gym. Like we train people in fitness and health and things like that. Um, and we know that's a huge part of their mental, uh, mental health and mental wellbeing. So that's where it starts. Um, but we like to just go beyond that and check in on people. And I think it's just something that we've become known for. And that's why people go to our gym, which is yeah. something that we are both, all of us, very proud of. I love that. Um, when you, you know, you were sitting at these crossroads of architecture or open the gym. So you obviously, you know, when I hear that, I hear someone who is like, potentially not fully in the gym sort of culture in inverted commas, right? Like you obviously were looking at the degree, you're like, oh, I've done personal training. I could open the gym. I'm gonna throw um I'm gonna throw my mate Joe Worthington under the bus here. I think you know him as well. One of his lines is that he he uh he can't stand a lot of the the gym culture. 
and he thinks it's kind of nerdy and kind of not really like kind of point dexter i think he calls it sort of over obsessed with fitness and um i'm interested like when you when you made the decision to open the gym were you like we're going to be different from the beginning like were you feeling already like um something that was more based on connection or something that was a little bit um you know a little bit a little bit more niche a little bit different sort of uh, feel to it right at the start yeah i mean i do know shout out to joey's good i met him um through drew slater back in 2016 just before we opened the gym um it's probably a good uh, connection piece so i met joey in 2016 before the gym was an actual thing i uh, flew to sydney for one of drew slater's workshops um and did that met joey and that was kind of like the catalyst of like a little bit of yeah fuck it like let's open a gym like why not um which who knows if that was a good call or not but it is what it is and we're here now so we'll take it as a good call and at the time i wasn't like fully into it and i was actually with two other business partners so we kind of opened what is now athlete x as um a sort of mirror image of another gym uh, and that other gym was very much like um you would say it was like a hardcore CrossFit gym. Like the workouts were intense. Um, every day was pretty full on. Um, and then we opened sort of our gym or my gym and it was different to that one. And I'm kind of like, I'm not like that in that sense. Um, yeah, even from appearance alone, like I, I wear hats all the time. I wear glasses all the time. Like I probably wear very rogue clothing every now and then. Um, I've toned it down a little since I've become a business owner, but, um, yeah, it was different from the start and people could tell, right? We were, we were co-branded the same as this other gym, um, but people would come to us because they felt it was different or they didn't want that style of gym in general. Um, so we were different from the get-go and that sort of led uh, my two business partners to go their own way and they, they went with that gym and then I went with this gym and then Sam, my current business partner, came on board. So there was a shuffling of... Um, sort of ownership, which it was because of culture and direction. Um, it was that we were trying to not be a certain thing and that wasn't in line with their thing. And that's fine. Like we all went our separate ways. We're all friends. It's all good. Um, but there was a definite um, drive early doors to be different. Um, and that came about because of myself and Sam, the owners, to be honest, like this, this is who we are and this is what we do and this is how we want to live. So it made sense that the way we live is the way we run our business. Um, yeah. That way we don't have to fake anything, you know, like what I do outside the hours of work is the same thing what I do inside the hours of work. When I coach, I'm very much talking to people. How's your day going? What's going on? That's how I'm coaching. Uh, and then the class stops and I just continue that conversation. It's not that I have to change the way that we are. It's just a continuation of us as the owners, which I think is, it makes it, uh, less stressful because I don't have to like put a mask on and be different when I go to work. It's just mm. who we are. Yeah. I, um, I really like that. There's this kind of feeling when somebody's, uh, when they're, when they're acting or showing up in a way that's in line with this story yeah. and where they've come from and what they're about, you know, and not, not someone else's story. And, um, just that in itself, no matter where that person is or what they're doing is, 
you know, it's magnetic. You, you feel it. It's a, it's a resonance and it's, um, it's really nice, you know, and I think that it's a quality that more of us want to also be able to do in our own lives, whatever that is, if it's business or if it's in a relationship, you know, to be able to sort of um, live in a way that's true to who we are. And so I really recognize that and, and um, yeah, I like that and, and well done. Has that been a journey for you? Like, has that always been something that's come easy? Uh, it's probably in line with my business journey, to be honest. Like when I started the gym, it was like prior to opening the gym, I wasn't very active on social media. I just posted here and there. And then the gym opening became like this catalyst for me to sort of explore social media, mainly Instagram. Um, and like, I don't have a massive following, but I just enjoy the actual process of creating on social media and posting, um, posting stuff that it's kind of just on my mind, to be honest. Um, but again, it's like a continuation of what's in my head. It's not like a very much like less shiny objects, I guess you could say. And it's just like, I have a thought and it comes out and I do the thing and then I leave it be and it's done. Yeah. Um, which is kind of, again, it's, it's, it, when I say about, oh, I'm doing this posting, or I'm doing this stuff, people are like, oh, how, what's the flow? How do you, how do you create it? How do you do the thing? And it's not as uh, it probably could be and should be maybe more thought out than it is, but it's literally then and there. I have a thought. I feel like other people should hear it. I post it and it's done and gone. Mm. Um, naturally, it kind of comes to me because of my sort of study um, in regards to like the imagery and making things want to look nice. Yeah. Um, now more than ever, like I realize I'm very grateful for that study that I did do because people notice it. Like we are sort of, known for that as the gym it has a certain look to it and a feel to it which people do comment on which is uh, i definitely appreciate um but even just in general like my spoken words have gotten better since i've started reading more um probably you know at that same workshop i did in 2016 drew sort of said oh you you need to read everyone needs to read if you don't read you're just as bad as the person that can't read and probably took me two or three years to realize that but um I read my first like full book um, at the start of last year. Oh, sorry, at the end of last year. And since then, I've just kind of been on a little bit of a tear to play catch up because, um, yeah, I hadn't read a full book up until I was about 29. And uh, I've been like doing bits of reading here and there. And then, yeah, I just kind of shot into it because it's just kind of clicked. And my whole life's kind of been like that in a sense that I didn't really have a huge plan or, I didn't set out when I was 19 to be a gym owner. Um, even now I kind of feel like I'm half winging it, but you know, it's kind of working. So we keep rolling with it. Yeah. It was similar to when we opened in Melbourne, we, the, the idea had been there, uh, maybe 2012, something is like, Oh, maybe it'd be cool one day. And then, yeah. uh, nothing. And then 2014, I get a message from my sister in Melbourne. She's like, this gym's, to them down the road, it's like they're, they're going under, there's a lease. There's no members or anything, but there's a lease, which is super rare in Melbourne. Yeah. And um, I think I went down like the next month or something and we had signed. It was like, you know, it's, um, it's part of the journey, but it's not necessarily planned. You know, it's just kind of one of these things that comes along. Yeah. I do remember like just before I started, like, Obviously, we opened the gym in an empty warehouse. I needed some money, right? So 
naturally I went to my parents and asked for some money. Um, and I do, I remember sitting down and they'll tell you the same thing. They were like, Oh, do you, what's the plan then? Like, what's the plan? And I was like, I don't have a plan, but it's going to work. Like, I don't know how long it's going to take, but I know it's going to work. Um, and I'd worked at other gyms before a lot of them and always tried to like put my sort of twist on it and help in the way that I wanted to. It was often shut down by the owners, but often taken on board. And I would then go, cool, like I can do this. I could do this. I could do a better job of this. And that was my feeling going into it. I was like, yeah, I can do this. I didn't have a plan. Um, whether that's again, good or bad, it is what it is. Um, I feel like that's the motto of the year and it's worked out. But the whole time was like unwavering belief that like this will work because this is the gym that I needed before. Like this is the one that I needed and I didn't really like gyms. I'm not really a gym guy, still not to this day. Like I own a gym, but if I walk into a 24 hour place, like a traditional gym, I'm like, get me out of here. I don't want to be here. Um, so it's definitely, uh, it's been a process of four years of like lots of learning, um, bit ups and downs, but it's been, it's definitely been one that's, uh, for my own growth has been awesome as well. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about, um, your reading, what you're into. I saw on your guys' blog, you've written some stuff on habit development. I've seen you talk a lot about habit development and, yeah. um, you know, doing strings of things of certain yeah. things, whether it's reading or morning practices or these types of things. Tell me a little bit about that and what's sort of lighting you up in that area. Yeah, I mean, the, the sort of common one you hear of is the James Clear book, Atomic Habits, which I think a lot of people have seen or read or, and he's very um, active on Instagram as well with his sort of one-liners and things, which are, they're awesome. Uh, read that book, is really good. Um, it sort of started when we created a, just an A3 document, which is just called Habit Tracker. It's basically just a piece of paper with a bunch of little tiny squares on it that go along and then down and it's like a grid. Uh, we started giving it out to new members as they joined the gym and part of the onboarding became like, Hey, like this is our habit tracker. Um, let's sit down and like go through one or two simple things that you could do. That's going to help you set up for success either in the gym or not in the gym. Like what, like part of our onboarding is like a 20 to 30 minute discussion on who you are, what are you trying to do? And if it's not all about the gym, it's like, Oh, I'm studying. Cool. Like, what's something simple we can do that's going to help you study more or study better or whatever. Um, so we introduced the habit tracker about 18 months ago. Um, and a lot of the comments were like, I can't believe a gym's asking me to do this. I can't believe um, you're going to help me outside of the, the hour that I'm going to come and see you. Um, and we thought we were as well doing that before, but that was kind of like a big thing of like, Oh, hang on. We need to do more of this um just because it was so well received um and uh, it's hit and miss some people go as you know like some people use it a lot some people don't use it much but the tool is there and the tool is simply the visual tool of like trying to complete the habit of whatever that is as many times in a row as you can and uh, the the common one is never miss two days in a row and if you miss a day do it the next day um and i've been doing it on and off since we started for 18 months ago. Um, and they are usually very simple things. Like if I'm feeling like I'm being not active enough, I'll try for 10,000 steps a day and go from there. 
if I feel like I'm like behind on my journaling, it's like journal for one line a day. Um, and in a, they often talk about like a under five minutes habit, like what can you do in under five minutes? And that's a great way to start. Like if it's a walk for five minutes or read for five minutes or whatever it is, maybe it's five minutes of like preparing vegetables, whatever it is can be short. It's going to make a big difference because that you're not going to stop after five minutes. Well, generally you tend to keep going. Um, so that was one that we introduced about 18 months ago and yeah, it was hugely received. So we continued it and it's part of our, like when someone joins, they, they get that straight away. Um, which I check in on them uh, sort of periodically throughout their life with us um, and then go from there. But it's been good. The other, that one there. And then there's, a, I actually brought a few books out cause I was like, oh, I don't know if he's going to ask me, but I want to bring them up anyway. Um, so I'm glad that you did. Um, the, the one I finished most recently was this one here and it's called the happiest man on earth. I kind of saw it in the, in the, um, in a bookstore and the, the title kind of made me buy it really with the whole choose kind thing. I was like, don't know what this is about. Didn't read the blurb. I was just like, let's do it. Um, it's basically about the a Holocaust survivor and just his hectic stories. Um, definitely one that I recommend. The other one is the boy, the mole and the horse, the fox and the horse. Mm. I think it's a kid's book, but yeah. Yeah. I've got that too. I don't know, man. I think like I pick it up. I'm like, dude, this is created for, for adults. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I, I read, I kind of, because you could read it front to back in like an hour if you wanted to. Yeah. Uh, but it sits on the, like the coffee table and every now and then I'll just kind of like open it to any page, find a page. Uh, and it, it honestly sets your day up. Like. Oh, each just, one is like a meditation. Like you could just oh, sit on the one, one page for a couple of days. I feel like it's the kind of meditation you could give to someone that you know, when you say meditation, generally half the population goes, yeah, good one, mate. Good one. Yeah. yeah. This you could give to, and they're meditating without even knowing. Yeah. Um, so my partner and I, whenever our friends have kids, we only ever buy them books. And this has been my go-to book for all the new dads that I've been around. Um, as you write a little note on the inside uh, and give it to them. And just, yeah. Just for the it's people huge. listening, can you read out the title and the author? I don't know yeah, the, the book is called The Boy, The Mole, The Fox and the Horse. And the author is Charlie, uh, I can't really read it, Macri, Macri. Uh, it's written in a funny, anyway, that's the author. Yeah. And yeah, in reverse. So basically, yeah. if you haven't seen it, it's like a hardcover book with thick stock paper and these, um, and these beautiful, uh, Drawing, Hand drawing with only about one or two lines on each page throughout the whole book. There's yeah. something about the blend of those drawings, and this is kind of like, you know, I don't know if this is, if this means that, you know, you resonated with it more because of visual, or I don't know. Like I, I, res, I, re, I think everyone does, to be honest. But there's something yeah, about I, the blend of the visual and the written message. I bought it because of the drawings. Like I bought it because of the front cover. Um, I did like drawing and stuff art in, in high school. Um, my mum used to paint a lot as well. And I saw the sort of watercolor style on the front cover. And I was like, I don't know what this is, but like, I'm going to have a little look at it. And I opened it up like 
I still do and read the first random page and I was like, oh, I'm buying this book. Yeah. And then it literally finished it that night in an hour. And like straight away, I was like, I need to buy this book for as many men as possible. Um, especially men. Um, yeah. Again, going into the mental health thing, there's lines in here that you read and it's like, it just sometimes weirdly perfectly gives you the line when you need it in the, in your life. Um, which I think not a lot of guys are sort of open to even receiving those sort of words or thoughts. Um, so if it comes in a book that they get to like read their kids, it's a, for me, it can be a, a, an easy win for them to start sort of opening up or deshelling or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, there's certainly something in how the message is delivered. And I think when you read that book, you know, the context is, is like four little characters and you're sort of this fly on the wall of the boy and the mole and the fox and the horse kind of going on an adventure. And it'll say something like, you know, there was one in here and I'm going to get this wrong, but there was one like, you know, what do we do when the thunderclouds are coming or something like that? And it's like, we keep going, says the horse yeah. or something. And it's like so simple, but because it's not somebody telling you a tip or how to live your life or how to do something or a guru telling you something, you, it just goes straight in. And yeah. with the art, it, the art's like a little, um, the art's like a little, I don't know, catalyst and it just slips right in. And so you, you just get it straight away. It's pretty cool. I do feel like the, the power of it is in the fact that you are unsure if it's a child's book or not. And it connects to that inner child of yours. And most of us like um, have some issues in regards to our inner child, I guess, probably where a lot of our um, negative thoughts and things come from. Um, and this connects straight to that. It like bypasses you as an adult and anything you're trying to pretend to be. And the story that is in the book, because it is a story as well, it's like a journey. Um, it cuts straight to your inner child. And I think that's why it's like, every person I've ever given it to or sat down and read even a line of it is like, this thing is amazing. Um, I think that's why where its power comes with the, the fact that it's like a childlike story and that the drawings are connected with the story. It's huge. Yeah. I also think it would get like, it's, it's probably uh, just as applicable to business. <laughs> There's a oh, lot yeah. of the stuff in there, which is like, you know, persistence, generosity, care, like, it's a, you know, culture 101 or business 101. It's really, really cool. Really yeah, cool. absolutely. Uh, and the last one was the newest Simon Sinek book, The Infinite Game. I thought it was really good. Um, it's got like a red and color, red and white, black colored cover. Yeah. Um, those three are like ones that I've finished or have been around for a while now. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to bring them on and share because I didn't know if you'd ask, but I thought I wanted to share them anyway. Yeah. Have you, um, have you heard of James Cass's book, Finite and Infinite Games? No, but I will yeah. look it up after this. I'm throwing it out there. I, I apologize to listeners because I've, I've um, dropped that one like most podcasts, I would say. But it, it was back in 1986 he wrote it, and um, it's, it, is, it is amazing. It was a 480-something page manuscript that he whittled down to like a hundred and something pages and it's written in a way uh 
it's just, it's really interesting. It's almost, it's almost Zen style. Like it's written almost without the context of his personality. So it's really weird to read. Some people yeah. it doesn't vibe, um, but I love it. I think it's, it's a really cool book. Yeah, cool. I have to get onto it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what, uh, tell me a little bit more about the, I, I think, you know, I like where this is going. Tell me a little bit more about, you know, this, this conversation around mental health. Obviously, 2020 is, um, you know, a monumental year. It's like, it's like, you know, it's like nothing we've really seen potentially for a lot of us ever. Um, and I lived in Melbourne, you know, for five years where obviously it's a, the situation is a lot different to up here in Newcastle. We've been pretty lucky. But yep. this conversation has certainly been something, you know, I checked in with one of my friends who owned the business down there today. Uh, it's a conversation that's been, you know, on the front lines most of the time. Yeah. Uh, especially down there. Um, maybe just like, what's, what's, what do you see, you know, with the people you work with, the, the gym culture, where you're at over in Perth, like, uh, obviously this is a part of your, the work you guys do, or at least the conversation. Yep. Um, what's, what's working for you? What do you see as, um, you know, are things moving forward by having the conversation? What's it looking like? Yeah, my, actually, my sister lived in Melbourne for like 14 years. She left um, when she was straight out of high school and went to uni there, ended up staying there. She's only just moved back to Perth when all of this COVID stuff happened. Um, so her friends and a lot of her people in her circle are still over there. Um, and the conversations I have with her are very much in line with this conversation. Um, it's obviously tough over there at the moment, um, which is like, to be honest, in Perth, it's, it's not a thing. Like gyms are open as normal. Everything's kind of normal here in Perth. Um, whether that's right, wrong or otherwise, I'm not really sure on the answer, but it does feel like there's this, and they feel like from the conversations with my sister and that she has with her friends, there's this feeling of like disconnect and almost like um, a little bit lost, I guess. Um, I, I, I can't relate to everyone in Melbourne, but my business partner, um, I can share a little on his story and, and what he's been going through recently as well. He basically um, in June or July, I can't really remember. Um, it's been, feels weird. Uh, it's only that long ago, but he flew back to the UK. He's, um, born in Windermere which is like the Lake District over there and his um, father-in-law was very ill and he had to go back and see him and unfortunately passed away. He was then uh, on flight to come back uh, in August, bumped off that flight, bumped off another flight, bumped off another flight um, and that sort of feeling of uh, I guess being in quite the way we spoke about it is like no man's land uh, feeling lost, feeling a little bit, uh, lack of, lack of purpose. Cause he wanted to be here. Uh, there's some exciting stuff happening with our business. We just moved, um, like we're growing because of that, which is awesome. And it's not something you as a business owner don't want to be there for. Um, it's kind of half the fun, both he and I are very hands-on. So the actual act of moving the gym is kind of fun. Drilling, drilling stuff in the walls and all that sort of stuff is just cool. Um, but he wasn't here for that. And, I can feel his pain through the messages even like um, 
how to how to go about changing that or feeling or fixing that i don't think is is the conversation we have i think it's more sitting in it and just acknowledging it and hoping or not even hoping but having people and structures around you that can just sit and listen and be there for you uh, it's not about beating it or trying to like um, cure yourself of these feelings because they're going to come again like bad things are going to happen again whether it's being stuck in the unit like in the uk missing things um whatever it is um bad things are going to happen to people in life it's kind of part of it uh, our sort of thoughts and philosophies are that we just want to be be there for people whether it's through uh like i said connecting with them when you haven't seen them for a while and they're away for a certain period because of something happening in their life or something bigger like my business partner being stuck for the last three or four months not being able to come home ultimately just being there for someone is kind of all that you can do like beyond them taking sort of uh, not ownership but responsibility and, and realizing that they are still in control of things um, there's not much else I as an outside person can do yeah. uh, I can only talk to them be there for them maybe give them some help and advice but ultimately the actions that they take are gonna is what's going to get them out of feeling that way um, and that goes down to not just like COVID chat but like people that have you know come out of relationships that are now feeling down and things like that like that's going to happen what do they want or need just be there for them and and do that like that's kind of all you can do right when they're feeling flat call them that's a massive thing if they're they don't want you to call them just say look i'm here for you when you do want me to call you and that acknowledgement alone um, is awkward but it is super needed um, yeah the choose kind project was born when basically a really good friend of mine committed suicide a month later um, a really good friend of my business partners did the same thing and they're both under 40 men and we were like this is not fun for us not fun for anyone involved we need to have more conversations around this and the t-shirts were born out of that yeah but i suppose yeah my answer to that is that everyone does it in their own way but just being there for people is the number one thing so my sister's form of doing that for her friends is they have like weekly uh, zoom calls like this because they're obviously in melbourne and the chat isn't always great chat. It's always often about like how hard it is and this is shit and that's shit. But guaranteed after the chat, they feel better. Yeah. After connecting with each other and just acknowledging this is hard. I'm not enjoying this. I really want to do this. Yeah, I, I agree. But that's not where we're at. So let's just say, cool, like let's do what we can do and then move forward from there. Yeah. I think the connection of them all Zooming together or whatever way they do it is is the piece and that's the piece that uh our gym sort of looks to uh looks to connect people as well in a different way and at the moment a lot of it is like this um but that would be my sort of hope that people continue to do this because it does get awkward and it does get hard work you know like it gets hard constantly having to dig into the well of reaching out to people and connecting with people in what feels like a pretty unnatural way uh, feels unnatural even just to do this right like i'd rather you be here in perth and we can go get a coffee but this is the way, way it is it's good that we can do this because you're on the other side of the country um 
but I think it is harder than just naturally. Well, it is for me anyway, harder to naturally go and see someone, but any form of connecting with someone for us is, is the answer long-term keep doing it, find a way that works for you and go from there. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. So do you guys run a lot of social events and other things alongside the gym to kind of not necessarily to facilitate that, but just to build on that connection and build on that community? Yeah, I think it's definitely an area of like difference, point of difference between like your micro gyms and your bigger gyms. It's just, it's, it's easier to facilitate when you have anywhere between 100, 200 people or less or more than it is like thousands. Uh, and also just building like these small pieces into everyday life for our members. Like yeah. um, we have like a private Facebook group like most, most gyms do. And at the top, when people enter, there's like a pinned post that basically says you, if you're in this group, you're a part or involved or in charge of the culture of this place as much as I am as the owner or we are as the owners. Like the moment you step foot into the gym, like I would for anyone else, I would want you to say hello to that person. And that like slight connection piece is, is on everyone, not just on, on us as people that work there. Mm. It's on people when they go to a coffee shop. It's on people when they see each other at the gym. It's on people when they go to the supermarket and they see someone in like a choose kind or an athlete X top, like go and say hello. Like it's a simple thing, but it carries a lot of weight. Um, it's also pretty scary to like walk up to someone that you kind of think, you know, but you're not sure how you know them and say hello. Like, Hey, I don't really, I know that shirt. Like, where'd you get that from? Like I go to that gym and that's like that same sort of connection piece. You just got to sort of get the awkwardness out of the way and then you realize it's not so bad and we we move on and they both, both people realize, Oh, that wasn't as scary as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Um, a couple things come to mind. It, 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 you know, a lot of people want to build a bigger gym, a bigger thing, like get more leads, get more outside. And almost always, if you tighten up the internal lateral connection within, that comes faster. So like when there's, when there's greater connection within the community, within the group, there's something that you're a part of. There is a clearer story and that makes it easier for new people to come in and, and belong to something. Um, Absolutely. The other thing that comes to mind is when you encourage that at your gym, it's kind of like, it feels like this kind of safe training grounds to practice kindness. Yeah. Um, but what will happen really is maybe they walk up to someone in a choose kindness shirt this weekend, but with practice, maybe next month they walk up to just someone in a, in a different gym shirt or, you know what I mean? Like it, it just spills out over the boundaries of the gym into just like, this is what we do. This is how we show up. And it's extended to the broader community. Yeah. I suppose that sort of goes, rolls all the way back down to sort of how the gym was born. And the reason we started it, we wanted to continue our, the way we lived as owners of the gym. And that's now, trickling down into the members of the gym. We think that that's how people should act. We think that that's good for everyone beyond the gym. Like most people start gyms because they want to help people, right? Am I going to help someone get a better back squat? 
um, and therefore they're physically fitter and healthier. Is that going to help them more than them being a person that's willing to talk to people outside of the four walls of the gym? Mm. I think we all know the answer that that person building confidence to go and actually talk to someone is going to far, far outweigh that person putting five, 10 kilos on their back squat or whatever it is physically. I think teaching those things is, is a massive thing. And it's not like, it's sort of like weirdly taught through the physical things we do, but the physical things we do is just the tool that we use to, to allow it to happen, I guess. Um, yeah. yeah, the physical training is a thing. That's why people, most people would probably join the gym. Um, they probably stay because of that sort of ongoing feeling that we are trying to help them have an amazing life beyond the gym, beyond the gym. We want them to have an amazing life. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So what else is, uh, what else lights you up at the moment? Like what else are you into? Um, you know, are you doing design? Like, is this design stuff something you're still fired up about? Is there anything coming up for you personally that you're into or excited? I mean, I know you just had the gym move. Yeah. Anything else going on? Uh, my wedding is in a couple oh, of weeks. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. going to be uh, a good good experience. I've got no doubt. So my, my partner, Caitlin, and I will get married in a couple of weeks, which is going to be huge for us. Um, we've got a, like a week or two off with that as well, which I'm really looking forward to with the hecticness of the move. And my yeah. business partner's due back. Um, unfortunately not quite in time for the wedding, but four days after the wedding, he's due out of quarantine. So I think for us, the next couple of months is going to be massive. Um, since my business partner has been gone, we kind of got forced to build more in regards to our team, um, and have them take on more and more responsibility, which has been like, we may not have done that had he not been been gone for so long. So in a, in a way it's sort of been a, a blessing in disguise because now we have we have four people that are all driving in the same direction, whereas before we only had three. So um, it's been a really good experience sort of helping them. uh, What's the word? Helping them build the confidence that they can do the things that we do or we have done. Um, Because there are different roles in the gym that they're now sort of taking ownership and responsibility of. Um, Other things that light me up, I think the designing and creating things is a massive one for me. When I'm doing that, I just feel better um drawing writing creating and all those sorts of things it now does come pretty naturally to me um and when i get up in the morning and i have uh, mental space to do that i i feel really good um lucky enough to have moved into a house that's very close to the beach so um the beach and sort of having that space or feeling like i have that space is is huge for me um and continuing to foster that over the next sort of months years uh, of my life i think is 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 a really big one Um, continuing the creation of things whether it be physical creations at the gym or um, less physical in regards to things for the gym um, is a massive one for me so yeah i'm looking forward to the next few months having my business partner back um, getting him back back on board and driving everyone forward is going to be huge and yeah i'm excited about the last back end of the year it's going to be it's going to be really good three four months yeah yeah cool is there anything you see has changed or um opportunities from the gym perspective um either that's relevant to you guys or not that you've seen come out of this year uh which obviously you know so many people pivoted and did different stuff but like is there any longer longer term things that you that you're excited about or that you think are pretty cool that that you've seen 
Yeah, I mean, the whole COVID thing going down was like, it actually highlighted in a sense that I completely do not want to do like digital things, Zoom wise. Like um, my business partner had a baby when COVID hit. So he had a baby on the Friday. We got shut down on the Monday. Um, so for about six weeks, I was running like the Zoom calls. I wasn't quite that long, but for that period, I was running the Zoom calls, doing virtual PTs and basically living through my phone and laptop. Yeah. And after about four or five weeks, I was cooked. I was like, I can't keep doing this long term because I'm going to actually not enjoy coaching. And that's I not I, I think I, um, I think because, you know, I'll jump back like a couple of months in people's Instagrams and stuff. And I think there was one you were in the garage. Yeah. And I think you're just talking about what's going on, that kind of thing. And I reckon it might have been during that period because you could almost pick up the vibe. Like it was like, well, this dude's been home for a bit on the computer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, it's a different thing, right? Yeah. So, yeah, that, and it was the same like for most people, right? They yeah. sort of they were forced into that. So, yeah, my life became my house and I was going from the kitchen to the lounge room to the garage, from the kitchen to the lounge room to the garage. Uh, and just mentally, I was, I was pretty shot. So, uh, yeah, we, I did away with the Zoom calls. I just, I just couldn't do them. So I just said to all our guys, I'm sorry, like I can't do these anymore. Um, any other way you want me to help you, I'm happy to do it, whether it be whatever, tell me how you want my help and I'll do it. But these can't continue for my own health and well-being. Um, so that's been a massive one for me, learning that that's not what I want to do. Um, yeah. And staying pretty hard-nosed on that. I know there's still things you have to do on these things, but like the one-off here and there is different to living on them um, yeah. and living sort of or setting up, I guess, digitally your life. Yeah, uh, it's not something I want to do because of the way that I connect with people is is very much an in person thing. Um, so I don't want to do that. So I think it's made me realize that I need to create things that allow me to go and meet people, um, allow me to. I know travel's a, a a dirty word at the moment, but um, even internally within Perth, travel more um, up and down the coast um, of. WA continuing to get out more and help more people that are outside the circle. And I guess that's where I want to create more so that I can continue to do that because that is ultimately what I learned over COVID that I don't want to be doing excessive amounts of digital work, I guess you'd call it. Yeah. Uh, I want, I want to, I want to see people. I want to meet people. I want to talk to people. I want to feel that like connection with them. Um, for two reasons it lights me up but i also think that's how people are going to best get get the best version of me like um maybe i don't come across as as i would like this or i feel that but i would want to i would want them to meet me yeah um, because that's where i feel like i'm i'm going to give them the most yeah. and they're going to get the most out of me yeah i resonate with that i'm the same like if you know for me, it's a walk, a slow walk. I'm at my best, like any day yeah. of the week. Um, uh, the other thing that comes to mind is when, you know, when there's so much digitization, like the importance of practices or things to somehow ground ourselves. You know, for me, the, the business switched to basically virtual uh, after 2018 and what ended up happening was you, you lose all boundaries. So in a normal business, you got four walls, like you're grounded in, in space 
uh, and in time. When it's virtual, you're really just grounded in time. But the space thing is just all over the place. And if you don't, you know, and for some people it's more than others, but like I know that if I don't have, if I'm not aware of that, it's, yeah, it's a slippery slope of just like disappearing. And it'll change your brain too. It changes how you think if you're not careful. Yeah, I think you can, people that do go digital, you can, they've probably all experienced the fact that they've probably slipped so far into that world that it becomes their whole thing, right? Like, because it's so easy. Like if you're, and as a business owner, you, you wake up in the middle of the night with ideas or things that like get you, get they light you up for like positive or negative. And if you're purely like computer based, you can get out of bed and go to work. You just walk into the lounge room, you can start working and you can get stuck into it. Whereas like, there's nothing going on at our four walls between, outside the hours of 6 a.m. and 7.30 p.m. Like, that's not work time. Try not to work then. Cool. That's cool. Like, let's do that. But inside the computer and, like, the lounge room is free reign. People can get to you. People can message you. People can email you, um, which is, like, good in a sense, but risky also in another sense because if you're not good at, like you said, sort of controlling your space, yeah, it's so easy to just walk in, well, people to walk in with a massive hammer and start taking over your room and, well, yeah. like, your room in your head or whatever, um, which I think can be very risky for people because, like you said, it's a slippery slope. It only take a few weeks, and before you know it, you're not where you want to be. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's definitely a practice that um, I'll often take. Like I, I work with a lot of people. I'm um, fortunate that a lot of them have been local uh, recently. A lot aren't, but. Often I'll be like, you know, let's do, let's do the session during a walk. Like let's go for a walk and maybe we had some stuff around whatever they're doing in their business at the time, but just to spend, you know, an hour, two hours, um, just to allow a completely different environment is yeah. It's a gift when you can get it. It's a complete gift. Yeah. I think the mo uh, the walking thing brings up the a thing that I ended up doing just after I cancelled all the Zoom meetings, obviously I had a lot more time on my hands. So I would just start walking and put the headphones in and just start walking. I think uh, the most I walked in one day, I ended up clocking about sort of well over 50Ks in a day. I just started walking. I was like, I'd walk to one of my mates who had a, like one of our coaches, Tari. He had basically like a mini athlete X in his garage and he was about 15, 20Ks away. So I'd walk there and then I'd walk to this beach where I currently am, like move my house to. And then I'd walk back and it was just like this. I don't know what I meant to be doing. I knew I didn't want to do the Zoom things. So I just started walking. Yeah. Um, and the walking, yeah, just forced myself into like not being in the place where I was before. And yeah. That's probably the best way to do it. Like I knew I didn't want to be stuck in my house. So I had to try something different. Yeah. Was walking that far a good thing? Well, I got very sore very quickly, but like, it sort of got me out of that headspace very quickly. Yeah. Within a week, I was like, yeah, cool. Like, let's go do this. Let's try this. Let's do yeah. something different. Um, and it may not have been as quick had I not um, gone so deep into just getting rid of that space, yeah. um, which was hard, hard yeah. to do because it was my home. Yeah. So, like, I had this negative uh, mindset in my actual home was quite a negative space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I guess just to wrap it up, I'm interested, like, I'm always curious, 
you're in a gym, you, you train a lot of people through the physical domain as well as the other stuff we've talked about. Um, what do you do to keep yourself strong, fit, whatever word you want to use? What's your like, I guess, regime or practice? Like what are you up to for your own training? Like how often, yeah. what kind of stuff do you do? Uh, I probably only train like three or four days a week. Um, I usually just do one or two of our sort of class workouts a week where I can jump in with the guys or guys and girls and do the, the hour class, um, which is very sort of dependent on what the session is, I guess. Could be weightlifting, could be handstands, could be a mixture of both or could be conditioning or I'm not really sure. Um, and then I'll just do the most basic kind of push-pull day ever. 20-minute EMOM of like chin-ups and like dumbbell bench and that kind of gets me done. Um, I'm not really that, uh, what's the word? I'm probably not the most dedicated to my training. Um, probably more dedicated to my business than I am my training. Um, but the massive thing for me has been moving to where I am now, moving to the beach. Um, I, drive, I was driving here every day anyway and now I literally live 50 to 100 metres from one of the best beaches in Perth. It was a, it was a big big call for my partner and I but yeah it's been like the best thing I ever did for not only my my health mentally as well as physically because I can walk straight outside and be on on the grass or on the beach and in the sun um, but also my mental health for that exact same reason I can walk straight outside I'm in the sun I'm on the sand I'm where I want to be um, my partner's exactly the same she gets home she's got a she's a manager at a um, company that's in charge of government funding for remote communities and she comes home from a big day exactly the same thing shoes come off we're going straight down the beach and we're going for a walk get our feet wet for us it's nothing better um and that's what that's what we do to stay fit and healthy um it's just to train three or four days a week and spend as much time as we can in a in the open air uh walking on the beach like it's, it's it doesn't go much beyond that to be honest yeah Beautiful. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about or anything front of mind? Um, no, not really. I didn't really know what to expect when we, when we we're going to have a chat, but I'm, I'm glad we did. I always enjoy having these conversations with people. And yeah, it was, it was, uh, I did come about because of Joey and also the guys from Virtus. So shout out to the guys at Virtus as well, who I think you guys, you worked with in the past or yeah, still do. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know um, I know Simon really well and Lockie a little bit. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was through that connection that I found you, and um, yeah, you spoke about sort of people's energy and things like that, and uh, that's kind of it. That's kind of why I was liking your stuff, and I'm, I'm actually met you, but I look forward to hopefully being allowed to travel over there one day, yeah, come yeah. to a workshop or something like that, and uh, yeah, continuing to learn from you and. Uh, just see see your own growth as well. It's good to watch other people who are, I guess, willing to put themselves out there. Yeah, likewise, man. Really appreciate everything you're doing, and um, yeah, look forward to seeing your space one day. And um, keep going. You're helping a lot of people, and it's you know it's putting good. You, you mentioned energies, certainly putting good stuff out there. So yeah, keep going, man. Cool. Good to hear. Appreciate the uh, the ask on as well. It's good to good to chat. Yeah, we'll have to do it again sometime. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Thanks, Eastmail. Thank you, mate. Have a good day. 
That's it for this episode of the Access Potential podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have any questions on this episode or any of the others, feel free to send them along, john at johntmarsh.com, and I'm happy to get to them on one of the upcoming episodes. I'll pop Mel's details in the show notes. You can reach out and connect with him directly there as well. Thanks again. We'll see you on the next episode.